Well, it's been a roller coaster of a week for the Australian travel industry. We've had good news with several operators pivoting their offering with some new domestic products. But things continue to look grim for a restart of international travel anytime soon, while Clear is also warning of the consequences of a long-term industry shutdown. I'm Bruce Piper. And I'm Anna Piper. And this is Travel Daily News on the Fly. So to start off on a positive note, I saw a couple of big product launches this week. Who are they from and what are they offering? Yes, clearly some of the major operators haven't just been hibernating their businesses through the COVID-19 lockdowns. In fact, quite the contrary. We've seen new domestic product ranges come out yesterday from Trafalgar and earlier in the week from Intrepid and I think also Crooked Compass has a new uh, domestic range. You'd have to say that Trafalgar and the Travel Corporation must be very well positioned to develop domestic product because they've got their sister brand, AAT Kings, as one of the biggest ground operators in Australia and New Zealand. Some of the TTC brands, like Trafalgar, also bring inbound tourists to Australia and run programs under those brands. But a couple of years ago, interestingly, under the leadership of Matt Cameron-Smith, who also had a big announcement himself this week, Trafalgar launched its own range of domestic trips. I think there's about 14 in the brochure. What they've done during COVID-19 is expand this with three additional week-long tours, which they expect will be very appealing to Aussie travellers. And it's also kind of tapping into this idea of uh, giving back to the bush and helping out the locals devastated by you know the bushfires earlier this year, the empty esky movement and that sort of thing. You've also got to remember that given the COVID situation, there are lots of passengers with travel credits with the Travel Corporation. So this could be an ideal way for them to get out and about while they're not able to fly overseas. Um, the range is quite interesting. There's a, a week-long tour in Tasmania, one in WA, and one in Victoria. And look, of course, they visit sort of the bucket list items, but they also take people you know, behind the farm gate with some really unique Aussie experiences that people wouldn't ordinarily be able to access by themselves. And, and they're launching in September. And what about Intrepid? What did they release? Intrepid's radically reworked its offering because they're predicting this new trend to domestic travel is going to be something that we live with for quite some time. And also the idea of, you know, slow travel, um, you know, as we sort of get over COVID, what, what's people's attitudes going to be like? Anyway, the new range there released is called Intrepid Local. Initially with offerings in Australia, New Zealand and Europe, there's about 75 multi-day trips to help people explore closer to home while the borders are closed. And interestingly, even though it is in those three sort of big source markets for them at the moment, they also, uh, Sarah Clark told me that they've also trialled a thing in Vietnam where, where the locals are sort of getting out and about and seeing things that they, they wouldn't normally see. So this is a potentially a, a worldwide movement. Intrepid's also got a new travel concept called Intrepid Retreats where you you stay in a single spot, you know, some sort of nice hotel or guest house uh, with your small group, but you do different activities and experiences each day. It's been a huge project for them. What's really great about these new offerings from Intrepid and also Trafalgar is that they provide new opportunities for the whole travel industry and, you know, just to put a bit of positivity out there. Wow, they all sound like pretty cool travel opportunities. On that subject, not everything this week was good news. No, that's for sure. Particularly a National Press Club speech by Tourism Minister Simon Birmingham, where he kind of frankly said he didn't expect borders to open until 2021 at the earliest. So that's, you know, more than six months away. Wasn't quite, you know, in the status of an official statement, but more just an acknowledgement of the reality that I guess we all probably had in the back of our minds. But hearing him say it out loud was pretty depressing. And it also just, you know, puts out the message to consumers that, 
you know, not to really think about international travel. I know that a lot of our readers are really wishing the government could at least set a tentative date for some sort of resumption. I know when New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian announced the 1st of June for a restart of intrastate travel, there was this big blip in demand for accommodation, people planning drive trips. Hopefully, you know, if there was a date for international, we'd also get a similar bounce. But I think we're also used to hearing a lot of pollies waffle on about the future without really understanding the impact their voices will have. And what about crews? I think there were some pretty bleak forecasts on that front too this week. Yes, definitely. Cruise Lines International Association, just like AFTA, has been working really hard to gather hard data on the impact on the industry that the shutdowns are having, because that's what governments need uh, in order to make decisions. So this week, CLIA released data from a study it had commissioned warning that about 13,000 jobs in the cruise sector are going to be at risk if the current ban on cruise shipping in Australia, which currently extends until the 17th of September, goes on longer. Uh, you know, we, they're really hoping that we can have a, a summer cruising season of domestic and hopefully trans-Tasman cruising, maybe even Pacific. Just like the border openings for international flights, the cruise sector needs some certainty in order to be able to plan. They don't want the hassle of trying to reposition ships down here and then have the ban extended, but by the same token, as soon as cruising is allowed, again, they want to be ready. Let's hope the hard work that Claire and AFTA are doing will pay off soon and give us all some certainty. Yeah, a real hasselhoff indeed. Today's episode of News on the Fly is brought to you by the Travel Daily Training Academy. If you're wanting to educate agents on your product, the Travel Daily Training Academy is just the thing. Being featured on the Academy is highly cost-effective, with a monthly fee including setup of the website, design, and loading of your content. But the big advantage is that it includes marketing through the Business Publishing Group suite, including Travel Daily, Cruise Weekly, and Travel Bulletin. This means not only do you have the training facility, but you also let the industry know about your training modules. Take the stress out of agent training. Head to training.traveldaily.com.au to find out more. So you mentioned Matt Cameron Smith earlier. I believe he had a big announcement about a new job this week. Yeah, Matt Cameron Smith is pretty well known in the industry. He's been at the Travel Corporation for almost a decade, uh, initially as MD of Trafalgar. I think he was uh, TTC's longest serving MD for a while. And then just over 12 months ago, he made the move across to head up AAT Kings, which obviously involves more than just sales and marketing, but the full operational responsibility of the business, which has got about 450 staff across the country and a bunch of different brands as well. Look, before he was at TTC, Matt worked at Tourism Australia. He's also had a number of other roles in hospitality and inbound. So the AAT job seemed perfect for him, so much so that last month his title was expanded with a big fanfare to become AAT King's global CEO. But it seems that an even more perfect opportunity has popped up, and he's now going to head up Voyages Indigenous Tourism Australia, which operates Ayers Rock Resort, Mossman Gorge, a bunch of tourism operations. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if under his leadership that expands too, because I think there's going to be some opportunities for acquisition due to the turmoil the industry's going through at the moment. Uh, at Voyages, he's taking over from Grant Hunt, who is also, of course, a key AAT King's partner. Hunt's becoming a non-executive director of Voyages. It's a great role for Matt, but boy, I bet it caused some consternation at the Travel Corporation when he let them know. But to their credit, the Tolman family have wished him all the best. And of course, AAT King's and Ayers Rock uh, Resort will continue to have a very close association. So it's great that things are amicable there. And of course, there's also now a great opportunity for someone else to take over at AAT King's. And they're, they're looking hard for a replacement. And were there any other big stories this week? Look, at Travel Daily, we're walking a fine line all the time between reporting the doom and gloom 
but also trying to keep everyone's spirits up. So it was really great to see a positive story in the last day or so about a cruise line actually starting up, not shutting down. Yes, the entire cruise sector is not completely hibernating. Herta Gruten uh, became the first, I believe, a cruise line to restart operations, basically as a domestic operator, but there are actually some paying passengers on board, reflecting the resilience of the cruise sector, but I guess also showing there's some domestic demand, albeit only from people in Norway at the moment. Other stuff, uh, look, the reopening of state borders is great. The Northern Territory, I think they yesterday announced the 17th of July that they were opening the borders to domestic. So that will be a great opportunity for some of these businesses. But there's also been some pretty grim news from the TTF about people's expectations, including not much appetite for international departures in the next six months. I guess we've just got to batten down the hatches, think hard about the reality that the industry is going to look very different in a year's time. Uh, We'll have an interesting report coming out next week based on a survey we did, which outlines the preparations that some are or aren't making for this new normal at the moment. Thanks for listening. Keep up to date with your daily newsletters from Travel Daily and Cruise Weekly. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. We'll be back next week with more news on the fly.